All right, Tim, we are back with the Appetite for Construction podcast. It sounds like you're, you've got your master's voice on, even though we're after the master's golf tournament. It's like that Jim Nance soft talk. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> no, just got back yesterday from, uh, from uh, a Watts trip. Watts yeah. Water invited me down to Fort Worth for um, the opening of a, of a uh, learning center, and it was pretty cool. And they do a lot of uh, PVI uh, water heaters. They do a lot of the operations yeah. and manufacturing down there. So got an all-inclusive tour. How, how was the facility? Was it a pretty cool training facility? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was a very detailed tour. It was a good length of time on the manufacturing part of it. It was about an hour long and got a chance to talk with all the, you know, the main people involved. So it was a good trip. One day, stay overnight, come back and those are the best back at it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best. It's like, you don't feel like you're gone too long and uh, the wife doesn't miss you yet. She doesn't get pissed that you're gone too long. So Tim, we have, we have one of the most special guests on today. I can't even, I'm, can't hold the excitement in, so we let, let's get after it. Let's do it. Tim. Let's get Come after on. it. All right, we are bringing him in, man. He's all the way from California. It's Mike Prenkavage. Mike, how are you doing? <laughs> well, you're close. You're closer, John. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's Mike Prencavage. Is that right? Mike Prencavage, yes. And I'm yeah, actually, buddy. Yeah, I'm actually a junior, surprisingly. So oh, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people recognize me as Mike Junior down here in in SoCal, and uh, there. Yeah, Mike Senior is uh, still alive and well, and uh, he's actually in full retirement mode right now. So I'm happy for him. So, <laughs> so when we talked on the last week about. The you know the pronunciation of your last name. You said, "Oh, I get all these names," and you mentioned Prevan. <laughs> I can't even say it again. Pren Cavage, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, oh my god, that's a nice French sounding name." But I know. Uh, it does sound. Yeah. It does sound. It just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. So, how you been? How you doing? Doing well, doing well. I know we uh, we we talked back at AHR, but uh, doing really well. The business is going really well. Uh, you know, employees are doing great, and uh, yeah, it's uh, life. Life is good right now. Um, yeah, so you, really you talk about the business. The family plumber, the family plumber. I was told in Los Alamitos, <laughs> California, right? Yes, absolutely, Los Alamitos for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, I tend to get questions on. Where is Los Alamitos in, in relative to uh, to SoCal? And uh, we're we're nestled right sandwiched right between Long Beach and uh, Huntington Beach. If you know those two cities, so there you go. Yeah. So business is good this year. Or outlook. Yeah. So we we had a little bit of a slowdown. I'll be honest. You know, the beginning of the year. Uh, oftentimes it's you know typically like tax season. Uh, you know, woes and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, we we've steadily picked up over the past couple of weeks. So. Um, so I, I don't think it's a complete, complete, uh, downturn just yet, but, uh, but I think it's, uh, it definitely slowed down in January, February, we saw some inconsistencies, um, uh, but, uh, but business picking up slowly. So I'm happy about that. Mike, give us a little bit of background on how you got in. I mean, you just talked about senior, but give us a little bit of background, uh, growing up in the industry and how you, you know, decided to choose, choose this profession. 
Yeah. So um, I have an extensive, you know, history in, in plumbing. First off, I'm, I'm 33 years old, you know, for, for any guests that's listening in. Um, but age is just a number. I mean, honestly, um, in, in the, uh, in the industry, but uh, I started out plumbing since junior year of high school. Uh, I was on projects with my father, just, just digging crawl space type work, um, you know, a lot of hands-on stuff. And I'll be honest, um, you know, I, I had done two years at college. Uh, it really wasn't for me. Um, and I said, you know what, uh, I want to get into the trades. Now I, I could easily say I jumped right into the plumbing trades and, and took over with the family, family business, but that wasn't the case. I actually, uh, I felt, uh, kind of passionate about the auto trades. So, uh, I jumped in headfirst into the, uh, um, into the auto trades and I worked for Toyota Motor Corp, uh, not only here in Southern California, but I also, uh, lived out in Boston, ironically for a few years. So enjoyed it. I uh, didn't enjoy the winter so much. So uh, I went about three years in Boston with Toyota and I said, you know what, uh, it's time for me to head back to SoCal. And at that time, the auto industry was changing a little bit. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say for the better. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm a very open, honest type person. And I felt like the honesty in my life was uh, a priority. And I didn't I didn't feel the auto industry was um was as honest as, as you might think, you know? And, uh, so, uh, going back to the plumbing trades, I knew the plumbing trades and my, my dad was, um, uh, a real inspiration. When I came back to SoCal, uh, he was ready for retirement. Um, you know, he is, uh, well, at the time he was, uh, 58 years old and he's, he's like, you know what, I, I'm not going to be plumbing my entire life. Um, you know, <laughs> being that he wants to enjoy his retirement. So, uh, so we actually, Put together a succession plan. Um, I came back and uh, and over about a, a four year period, uh, we worked through that succession plan and and uh, I, I became the owner of the family plumber. And then uh, more recently, actually, um, as we started growing, uh, we were fortunate enough. Uh, when I became the owner, we we only had three trucks at the time. We have eighteen now. Uh, we're still relatively smaller, but uh, trying to grow uh, as as uh, steadily as possible. But I was fortunate enough to bring on my brother uh, about two years ago, you know, to help me out with a lot of logistics uh, type situations uh, within the company. And we, we truly are family oriented. So uh, and that's that's the culture that we we really try to build within the organization is that we're all about family. Uh, we want to enter into your home as our client and we want to build a relationship and rapport with you. Um, and we I, I feel like we've been very successful at doing that. Um you know, uh, for example, most most companies are driving, you know, quite a while uh, to get to their next call, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 miles. Sometimes our ser- entire service radius for our entire fleet is only 10 miles. So um, so it's uh, it kind of shows the amount of uh, detail we we take on on retaining those those clients of ours. So um, so really proud about that. So you just you just talked about growing from three trucks to, you know, 18 trucks. How was that? How was that process? What was that growth process like for your company to do that? Yeah, it was it was tremendous. I mean, um, it it started out. I knew the service end of it, so my history with Toyota and the auto industry was all service. So I knew how to do proper customer follow ups, uh, how to create processes uh, from start to finish uh, during the service process. Uh, you know how to greet customers, how to find what we call badges uh, to uh, get on the same, same page with the client and really build that rapport. So I knew all the, all the backend stuff, but logistically 
buying new trucks? What's the best way to go about it? Should I lease? Should I own? Logistics on getting a lot of equipment, lining equipment, getting involved with that, uh, getting involved with uh, hydrojetting systems. You know what? What's better, best? You know, in those scenarios, uh, that all came from networking, to be quite honest. And that took that took some time. Uh, I have to say that's that's one of the biggest uh, things that really tremendously tremendously helped our organization was networking with other contractors. Um, and uh, and to be quite honest, I, I have uh, PHEC to uh, to thank for that. Um, you know, my involvement with that organization. Uh, that net networking though is so important. Uh, I, I can't emphasize that enough. As as you're growing a business, um, because you you don't want to reinvent the wheel. And uh, and that was one of my goals: is don't reinvent the wheel. I'm, I'm and uh, and it's it's helped. It's worked. So, Mike, uh, you know, having you on at this time, there is a timing element to this, and you got a lot lot going on, uh, especially with PHCC, and we'll get to that in a second. But a question I have. We talked, like I mentioned uh, last week, and you said you're very passionate about the industry. I hear that term a lot from different people, very passionate about what does that mean to you? How do you externalize that passion? What, what does that mean to you? So passion to me, you know, it really comes down to the, the next generation of, of plumbing professionals. And mm-hmm. I, I hear that as well, John, to, to your point. Um, you know, I've traveled, uh, you know, not only with PHEC, but um, but other organizations like Nexstar as well. And I've, I've talked to contractors. I've talked to technicians. Uh, we, we talk about this this uh, revolution, if you will, of, of new uh, plumbing trade professionals, what what their interests are, what what their uh, what their overall goals are in life and how we as business owners can get them to those goals um, as quickly as possible, but still create a level of professionalism uh, within the industry. So I'm truly passionate about the training uh, of these, you know, younger individuals um, and bringing them in, getting them trained up right. Uh, ultimately, I- I'm I'm not opposed to anybody becoming a business owner. I think that's a fear in the industry uh, from a lot of plumbing company owners. Oh, well, I'm going to train them. They're just going to start their own company. Hey, they, they might. They may not, you know, and uh, and I think that whole process of training is is really important, and I think that's where uh, there's a huge game changer uh, to be had, um, as well as recognizing these second generation uh, plumbing business owners and what they can bring to the table uh, for the rest of the uh, the industry because uh, they have great ideas. They're very progressive. The energy is there. Historically, a lot more senior individuals or senior uh, company business owners kind of do the same patterns over and over. And I think as we've seen the economy shift, as we've seen, um, you know, all sorts of things change in this world, uh, they really have to be adaptive and you have to be open to change. And I feel like the younger second generation owners uh, understand that. So I'm trying to hit it on both angles, uh, both from a technician side and an ownership side. But that's truly what I'm passionate about is training. Mike, you talked a little bit about your automotive background. How much of that automotive background and then just watching your father talk a little bit about, you know, how much that dynamic, how much you took from your father and how much you pulled from your automotive with Toyota background into what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question because uh, kind of what I had mentioned before is that the automotive background that I had really helped me 
put a baseline on on processes. So processes from start to finish when it relate as it relates to service. So that customer, um, you know, interaction uh, that that uh, that follow up procedure as well is so important uh, with surveys and and uh, as we call them in the industry, happy calls after every uh, you know service visit. Um, that was great in the automotive industry. And I have to say the automotive industry is very, very in tune with um, keeping uh, a open dialogue or line of communication with their clients. Um, but on the plumbing side of things, my my father really inspires, uh, has inspired me over many years now, uh, the professionalism, keep the professionalism in the trades. Uh, we, we don't want to slide on proper training. We don't want to be the um, the handyman of the plumbing industry, and he emphasized that to me ever since junior year of high school. So I uh, I, I I correlate those two. I bring them together. Um, you know, skills. Uh, you know, sales, uh, but also presentation, uh, but professionalism. I, I it's so crucial uh, to bring both those together. And and uh, my father's also you know definitely taught me to uh, persevere. You know, uh, when when times are tough, you just you you put your head down and grit through it. And, uh, and I commend him for all that he did, uh, to start our company 33 years ago. He's, uh, I'm just building on a legacy, you know, and, and I'm very proud to say that I'm, I'm doing that. Hey, I wanted to go back and talk about, you had mentioned the next generation of plumbers. And, uh, if we were all sitting and having Tim, a nice glass of wine, maybe a beer and playing Pictionary, remember that game Pictionary, if anyone still plays board games. Uh, yeah. And the, the card came up and it said plumber, and you had to draw a picture of a plumber. I'm guessing maybe 90% of people would draw a man. Would you agree or maybe not? But uh, that's the image that comes to mind, right? Like, so yeah. how do we get more women and more, you know, diversity into the trades? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, uh, it's, I've seen it here in Southern California. I, I want to say California is, is, not only politically such a progressive state, but I think when it comes to diversity, we're extremely progressive. And I actually, I'm extremely, I'm proud to say that actually as a uh, uh, president of PHC Orange County versus San Bernardino counties, uh, we actually have uh, a female board member that sits uh, on our board as well as uh, a, quite a few uh, female uh, trade students. I think it just needs to be open uh, as we've as we've always been, you know, to training uh, anybody and everybody. But I think females in the work in the uh, specifically in this uh, trade industry uh, have such an opportunity to grow, even even if it's not as a technician. I mean, you can grow to own your own company without turning a wrench. I've seen it. What I've discussed, at least at, at meetings regarding diversity and, and bringing women into the workforce, is that they bring a whole different level of organization. And I'll, I'll be the first to say, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm organized, but, uh, but, you know, definitely, definitely they bring a whole different level. And so it, it's, it's all about your strong points. And I, I think, um, I, I think there's every opportunity right now, you know, especially here in California that we can see more women as uh, not only technicians, but also as business owners, um, you know, uh, step into those those types of roles or within larger organizations, step into a president, uh, CEO uh, type position. And it, it's going to take a little bit of time. It, it, these sorts of things, I don't I don't feel happen overnight, but um, but we're, we're on the right path. All right. Let's get into the good stuff, Tim. <laughs> you mentioned the gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> 
No, it's not necessarily the gauntlet, but it's uh, you, you mentioned you're the president of the PHCC ORSB. I think that's easier to say than Orange County Riverside <laughs> San Bernardino. But it's a yeah, it's a windbreaker for sure. And you're doing a great job with that. I've met you at different functions, and you're 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 doing a great job. And now the uh, you know the possibility of PHCC California president is uh, you know the elections coming up. I think you'd be a great candidate. I don't know how the process of running for PHCC president, but you have to have some sort of platform or what your ideas are for, um, you know, for that position. What, what do you, what are, what are those? Absolutely. Yeah. And just to let you, everybody that's listening know, you know, this is uh this is truly actually uh, a, a unique year. Uh, we've actually never had an election in PHC yeah. for PHC California, PHC California is a little over a hundred years old. Um, and we have never hosted a presidential election. So, um, it, 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 why is it? You just appointed or, I mean, just, so typically, I mean, it's our bylaws support, you know, within our organization, they support an election process, but, um, there's, there's an unwritten rule of secession. Um, and I think that, uh, that, that has worked for, for, you know, uh, obviously the history of the organization and, and it's uh, this unwritten rule. And I, I'm not here, you know, I, I've obviously, uh, you know, put my hat in the ring and uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, good feedback and I've gotten some negative feedback on, on doing so. But, uh, but I think uh, as a contractor led organization, uh, the election process is uh, absolutely crucial. And I think as times are changing so quickly, I feel like I can bring a different level uh, of, uh, of ambassadorship, because that's essentially what a president is, is it's an ambassador, uh, position. And so I feel I can bring a different level to that. Um, and, um, yeah, all, all that I've been able to do through PHC, uh, ORSB, and it is a mouthful for sure, but, uh, I've, I've served that, that chapter now, uh, I've served as a board member, um, you know, for three years, I served as secretary treasurer. I served as vice president. I now have served as president of PHC Orange County, uh, for an extended three years, meaning, it's only a two-year term, but the uh, membership majority actually uh, decided to change uh, the the ruling to extend it an additional year for for me specifically. So uh, I've been very honored and fortunate enough to to um, run the organization down in Orange County. And what what I've been able to bring to the table, at least locally, uh, is is a different type of engagement with our contractors. Uh, I just go back to my first experience with. PHEC and my first meeting, I, I was the one that sat in the back of the room. I, I felt a little bit kind of uh, on my own little island. And uh, and it was always my goal as I became more and more involved with PHEC that I would uh, not let that happen to anybody else coming into the organization. So um, so that that's always been my driving uh, kind of vision is to make sure that we're, we're being all inclusive and that we're not excluding anybody from from being engaged and getting all the benefits. There, there's so many benefits outside of, uh, you know, money benefits within the organization. I, I go back to the networking that I mentioned earlier, how I grew my business. Networking is crucial. And uh, so I, I really try to be a catalyst for that networking opportunity um, here locally. Events are crucial as well. Uh, how we bring our affiliates, uh, you know, such as, 
you know, manufacturers like Viega, great manufacturers, Bradford White, um, you know, uh, the, the every everybody, Rigid included, uh, bringing all those affiliates uh, in one spot to our member contractors is is something that is, uh, uh, you know, also another vision and, and platform that I want to expand on. Um, I'll give you an, a couple examples of events that we've hosted here in Orange County that uh, have actually turned into something that has been bigger than life, uh, which is, you know, obviously our, our annual gala. Um, you know, if you research our our local chapter, it's it's turned into to quite the event. Um, and uh, and I, I really, you know, it's not just me. It's our our uh, our executive director, Monica, who who helps to host those types of events, but 500, you know, people in, in one room, you, you get so many minds together. It's, it's just an awesome uh, collaboration. But what I hope to bring, you know, with PHC California is, is bring that same local experience that I've been able to kind of grow over the past five years and bring it to the state level. Um, we have uh, currently right now, we have 11 chapters, um, you know, throughout the state of California. Uh, I want to say, um, and don't quote me on this, but I believe that we are the uh, largest state as far as local chapter affiliation within the U.S. So meaning we, with 11 chapters, we have the most mm-hmm. chapters in our state. So what I, I plan on doing, obviously, when it comes to training is work with the trade schools to bring uh, these new training programs to the trade students, but also to the contractor owners. Um, similar to other programs, I'm not going to name too many, but other programs that are um, that are are meant to help business owners be better at business. I want to bring those types of uh, training programs to to the locals. So, want to start with that uh, scholarships. Um, uh, we we definitely need to work on scholarships and bringing uh, additional funding to the students that can't quite get into trade school. We, we want to see them in trade school, right? And, uh, and oftentimes it does come down to, uh, to financial situations. So, um, so I want to acquire new scholarships, um, specifically local collaboration. So the way PHEC is uh, structured for anybody that, that doesn't know, you have a national organization, uh, you have state organization, and then you have local organizations uh, or chapters anyway. Uh, they all run independently uh, of each other. I would say at one point in time, there was better collaboration amongst all three. But um, over the years, I've, I've felt and I've been involved with it for 10 years. So over the years, I felt as though things started to separate. Um, there's not as much collaboration amongst all three uh, entities of PHEC. Um, so my, my plan is to bring everybody back together and, and uh, create local collaboration so that we can once again, just bring all these benefits back to the uh, to the local contractors and and really make it worthwhile. And then, just lastly, more on the tech side, um, the uh, charge for uh, electrification of California. Uh, it's been a huge uh, subject topic. I I work on the PAC committee, uh, the local government affairs committee. I'm extremely passionate, extremely passionate about working alongside legislators, but to make sure that everything's done uh, properly and and that we're not putting the cart before the horse, you know? So, uh, so I'll be working on that, uh, over the next year. And, uh, I, that, that's a continual thing, but, uh, but specifically, I think this is a crucial year that we really kind of need to talk to our legislators here in California and explain to them, you know, the pros and cons of, of moving so quickly with the electrification of California. I know it's a mouthful, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the hope. And I have one year to do it if I'm elected, but, uh, I can tell you it's going to be a busy year, but I, I, I have all the drive in the world to get it done. We had mentioned that in our pre-show discussion, Tim. 
pre-show discussion, our pre-show notes. <laughs> yeah. But um, you, you had mentioned that, Tim, about California, you know, a more progressive state. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that happen more quickly or um, are introduced in California than the rest of the country. So you mentioned electrification and um, I don't know. I, I just feel like California is a little more progressive with stuff like that. So yeah, you, you got to be on your toes out there, man. Well, my thought is, is California is going to be the tail that wags the dog. If, you know, if using that metaphor, I think, Mike, the president of the California PHCC is going to be influential over the next several years in creating a discussion from a national standpoint of how we bring this electrification to the forefront and how we do it properly. Because I know John and I have talked to manufacturers and they're struggling with it as much as the contractors are. So you're going to be at the forefront of really, you know, crafting that discussion from a federal standpoint, I think. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and it's definitely not a one year process. This is, uh, this will be a, you know, a five, six year process uh, to be drawn out, um, you know, nationally, but to the progressive state of California, there's so much that we can implement now to get ahead of it. And, and I love your analogy, the dog wag before the tail. It, it makes sense because, uh, you know, we, we don't want to catch ourselves in a bind where we're moving way too fast. And, uh, and infrastructure, as, as most, uh, you know, viewers or listeners know, infrastructure is crucial. And uh, if we don't have the infrastructure, uh, we, we don't have the ability to switch to all electric, um, you know, right away. So uh, yes, I will be definitely, um, you know, on the forefront of that, uh, working with state local uh, legislators, you know, on um, just, just informing. I think it's more informative. Uh, I, I think they're passing bills right now and they're, they're really being progressive. And I, I don't disagree with it uh, by any means. And, I, and honestly, we have great relationships with some of the the top utility companies here in California, SoCal Gas being one of them, uh, I have a great, great collaborative uh, partnership with SoCal Gas. Uh, and you'd be surprised to find out that gas companies are actually for the electrification of California, which is crazy. You think, well, you're getting rid of gas. But these utility companies, they they understand that it, it's inevitable. Um, but it's just a matter of, of uh, informing uh, the legislators on what the unrealistic, uh, you know, views are and, and bringing it back, back down to reality, but we're, we're going to get there. And, and I, I actually, I'm really excited to, to lead the charge on that amongst other things, but that is a hot topic, you know, especially over the next year, as I, as I hopefully will move up through, you know, this organization of PHEC, uh, I plan to, to take that battle on to other States as well. New York probably being, you know, second in line to California and then just working our way, you know, to every state, um, you know, throughout the union. So Mike, we're getting a little personal here. So <laughs> for, for us and people that don't know, you have a family, do you, you have a wife, kids, anything like that? So actually, no, no, I am actually, oh, okay. uh, I, I, have my immediate family obviously that work working with me but uh but yeah. no I'm, i got a little uh i got a little dog at home uh her name's ivy and uh she's a little uh white american eskimo palm mix and uh but uh but no no i uh i am single and uh 
but yeah, no, my family though, they're, they're a huge drive and, and I, I'm so blessed to have my family literally right down the street from me. So, uh, so, you know, my, my father, my mother and, uh, my brother and, and his, uh, beautiful wife from Ukraine, actually, her name's Sasha. Um, they've been married now for two years and, uh, no, I, I, I do have very close family around. So very happy about that. So when you're not working and campaigning, what do you, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, when I'm not working and campaigning, when is that? I'm trying to yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, figure you that know. out right now, uh, government. Uh, uh, no, actually, so I'm an avid surfer. Um, you know, if, if anybody uh, here, Dang. yeah, yeah, if anybody here, uh, you know, follows my, uh, my Instagram page, I'm actually SoCal Plum Guy. Uh, and yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll see, you'll see kind of my history, you know, but, uh, but some of my passions are, are, are surfing, you know, born and raised here in SoCal. It's kind of a, a birthright, if you will, you, you end up surfing growing up, but, uh, but you know, other things as well, golfing and, uh, and I enjoy, you know, spending a lot of time, um, honestly with, uh, with trade professionals, uh, the aspect of networking with local business owners, those business owners tend to become really good friends of yours. Uh, and, yeah. and I, I think it's great. Uh, we don't always talk business, you know, talk shop and that sort of thing, but, uh, but it's great to hang out with them on the weekends and, uh, yeah, no, just keep it very, very, uh, very personal. But yeah, Tim and I have had this conversation about like where we'd want to retire. And I always say like South Carolina, the beaches of South Carolina. And I had this conversation recently with someone and they said, well, yeah, you would just get used to it. And, you you know basically desensitized to the beach and i'm like I, I don't think so i mean i'd be more active and i'd be but living in california it can't be true you don't take that for granted come on you you're near the water you're surfing right that's it that's it you know honestly uh you drive up pch you know on a on a good solid day with the sun shining yeah. thing it's uh it, you 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 do actually feel like you take it for granted, but when you see it again, you're like, oh man! You see it like anybody who's been to Huntington Beach. You drive down PCH, you see the pier, you see you know uh, Catalina Island off in the distance. It's uh, it, it 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 helps to calm your nerves, you know, especially when you're working yeah. working so much. So uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't take it for granted by any means. And yeah. uh, if I ever need a reality check, I I drive straight down there and I I just cruise cruise PCH. <laughs> And I heard there's not a lot of traffic out there. No, no, no. The freeways are wide open. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm for anybody listening. No. Yeah, right on. It's a mess. There, and not to mention, too, uh, you know, the freeway here locally, uh, the 405. And I always use the before the freeway. That's like a SoCal thing. And I learned that in Boston because I was like, oh, the 95, you know, and everybody's like, what are you talking about the 95, you know? And so anyway, we have the the 405, but it's under massive, massive reconstruction. And, and uh, tell you what, that's like the artery for LA, Orange County. And, uh, and driving on that thing is just a nightmare. So. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, you mentioned your Instagram and if you guys don't, if you're listening, go follow him. Uh, SoCal Plump Guy, S-O-C-A-L-P-L-U-M-B-G-Y, SoCal Plump Guy. Uh, I, I noticed that there are some friends of ours that are on your Instagram feed. You've got uh, I saw I saw OG OG on there. I uh, uh, OG yeah, I saw John on one of your uh, posts, and uh, John's a longtime friend of ours and. Uh, uh, you've got uh, some great guys and gals that are in the uh, SoCal area that we follow on Instagram and uh, have 
uh, worked with in the past. So um, looking forward to uh, getting to know you a little bit better. I know John had talked about before we jumped on the uh, podcast that uh, we're going to be doing some stuff with you, hopefully in the, in the near future. So uh, really excited to get you on the podcast and, you know, introducing you to the audience and um, best of luck with the election coming up in PHCC. Uh, we just had on uh, the national folks last week on our podcast. So following it up with uh, a little California love. Yeah. <laughs> love, it. love it. Yeah. We want to see you guys more in California. Absolutely. You know, show some, show some uh, West coast love, you know, but uh, well, you know, we were kind of near Chicago and you know why they, they name Chicago the windy city. <laughs> Why is that? Well, there's different there's different viewpoints on this. Too. I know I've I've probably heard them all, but which one stands out to you? It's the politicians. Yeah, they can be swayed by you know a little bit of a breeze. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> so cash, cash, cash is king in Chicago. That's it. That's it. Anyways, although I'm 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 looking in a couple weeks from now, my wife and I are heading back down to our our second home, not really our second home, but Scottsdale. So, you know, we're closer to you in a couple weeks. So, um, LA, LA is an old, I lived in LA a long time ago and, uh, actually South Pasadena. Love the area. I've got family out there. So spend some time out there. And, uh, while I've never surfed, uh, I'm willing to learn. Even my old ass is willing to learn. (laughs) Let's get you out there. I don't know, man. I I don't know what I looked on on social media, but every like other post is like a shark video, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> they, they only they only nibble, guys. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. They only they take only off a nibble. couple digits at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's great. Well, well, Mike, thanks so much, man, for jumping on and and uh, keep up the great work. I I know we you know we mentioned this before. Passion. You you are passionate about the trades. You wouldn't be doing all these things with the PHCC and and uh, you know people out in California. So um, good on you for for keeping that passion and 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 steering the industry forward. So absolutely, yeah. and I would a big shout out to your dad. He raised a good son. Thanks, That's right? I appreciate you guys so much, and uh, yeah, let's let's make some big things happen. I'm excited for it. So absolutely, cool, man. All right, thank. Well, you. follow him at SoCal Plum Guy. Yeah, follow him at SoCal. Guy. Well, and there's also the family plumber, yes. the family plumber, oh. our other account. Yes, if you want to follow us on both, uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see the uh, the future here of the industry. I, I see it as a great great thing, and uh, and uh, with with your guys' help and uh, moving forward with PHC, we're we're gonna make some big things happen. So I'm excited. Thank you guys. Yeah, no, we've met you in the past and we know what you stand for and California is in in good shape with you uh, leading the way. So appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you for jumping on. Thanks, you guys.